Well, you either love it or you hate it. Hello and welcome to this week's Urgent Bite, brought to you by the Royal New Zealand College of Urgent Care. My name is Guy Melrose and today I've been thinking about vitamin B12 deficiency and a little about requesting tests in urgent care. One of the things that happens when you visit, or indeed move, to another country is you look for similarities to where you come from and you notice the subtle differences. I think it helps to ground the traveller if they see things that relate them to the life of which they were familiar. TV and radio is usually a good place to start, seeing how news and current affairs shows vary, or the weather reports, or even the soap operas. Traffic signals, police cars, post vans and buses are usually things you note as you leave the airport. Shops are also ripe for comparison. There's usually the ubiquitous McDonald's and Starbucks in the high streets, but it's interesting to see how post offices, news agents, corner shops, barbers, street vendors and so on all ply their trade differently. Nowadays, when I return to the UK, it's the reverse phenomenon whereby I am seeing places that were once familiar, but now not so. Shops like Marks & Spencer, Tesco or WH Smith's, for example. Seeing these again is actually quite jarring. Indeed, on a recent trip to Australia, I saw a WH Smith's, not realising that they had them there, and it had that very same effect. Supermarkets are probably places where you can find either novel items or familiar ones. A visit to a supermarket in a new country lets you see what bottles of milk look like, how butter is presented, how produce is bagged. Looking at the bags of crisps, in some cases similar, yet different, to ones you have back home. Unless they're Pringles, of course. But seeing Watties here in New Zealand in a Heinz tin is quite a strange initial sensation. But it's all part of the process of visiting or living in a new country. And over time you get used to the new things and you adapt to the local customs. But I must say, there are some times that a taste of home is what is needed. And one such thing for me is Marmite. Or as it's labelled here, our mate because New Zealand has a similar yeast-based product that they call Marmite. And the less said about the Australian Vegemite, the better. But proper Marmite, British Marmite, has been a staple of my diet all my life. Marmite sandwiches at school were a common delicacy, and Marmite spread on hot buttered toast is the breakfast of gods. Yet some people do not like it, so much so that the marketing campaign in Britain is you either love it or hate it. People describe contentious issues as Marmite issues. I've never understood why people do not like it, but each to their own. For those of you who've never had Marmite, or 
those who have had to tolerate the Antipodean imitations, it is a yeast spread. Despite it being a British staple, it's named after a French casserole dish, which is sort of what the Marmite jar represents. And it was invented by a German scientist in the 19th century called Justice von Lieberg. He discovered that used brewer's yeast could be concentrated and then eaten. The first factory in England was in Burton-upon-Trent in 1902, due to that being the location of the famous Bass Brewery, which provided the yeast. New Zealand Marmite started to be manufactured under licence in 1919 and to a different recipe, said to be less strong than the British variant, which is probably why I don't like it. Now, where does Marmite connect to urgent care? Other than being a staple supply in doctors' messes all over Britain and something that fuels hospital and clinic staff throughout their night shifts. Well, the reason I got to thinking about this is I was reading from a jar of Marmite as I was eating my breakfast, and I noticed that it states on the front that it is 100% vegetarian, which I think is on there due to a similar-looking product called Bovril that's made of beef broth. And then on the back, it lists as ingredients vitamin B12, thiamine, niacin, riboflavin, and folic acid. It had never occurred to me before that this vegetarian product had these ingredients. And so, upon reviewing the history of Marmite, I found it has been used to treat vitamin deficiencies during World War I, and indeed anemias all around the world. So B12 deficiency has three possible causes. It can be an autoimmune condition in which the body develops antibodies to intrinsic factors resulting in reduced B12 uptake in the terminal ileum. It can also be caused by gastric damage or surgery that impairs absorption. Or it can be due to decreased dietary intake, with vegetarians and strict vegans being the most at risk. According to the National Institute of Health, beef liver has about 70 micrograms of B12 per serving, clams about 17, salmon 2.6, milk 1.3, yogurt 1, eggs 0.5. So a vegan would struggle to get B12 from their diet, and indeed a vegetarian might too, as eggs and milk are not as plentiful as meat. But nutritional yeast, Marmite, has up to 24 micrograms of B12 per serving. So as both a fan of Marmite and a non-meat eater, I found this information very reassuring. Now, if I consider B12 deficiency as a condition, regardless of the underlying cause, the symptoms are quite vague. Fatigue, headaches, diarrhoea, mouth ulcers, glossitis, decreased appetite, palpitations, leading on to more severe symptoms of neurological disturbance in the more severe cases. I'm sure that these are symptoms that are often reported to you in urgent care, so I think we would often be considering running some bloods in these patients, including a B12 and folate, among a full blood count, 
and other screens like thyroid screens. I think these sorts of conditions are where the acute presentation to urgent care can prompt a more chronic diagnosis, which is why it's important that we discuss tests with the patient so that they know why we're doing them and ensure that they then follow up with their GP. But choosing wisely is also an important consideration. We must not be doing tests willy-nilly and remember that there is a cost to these and they can lead to further unnecessary tests especially when we do something like a ferritin during an acute illness, which results in a spurious reading and further doctor visits and follow-up resulting. But checking PathLab here in New Zealand, a B12 and folate is $15, so at least that's not a huge figure. And picking up on someone with a B12 deficiency is something that we do need to be on the alert for in urgent care, especially as more people adopt a strict vegan or a vegetarian diet, the incidence might therefore be on the rise. Perhaps. But not if everyone eats Marmite, because why would you not? It's delicious. I'll link in the show notes to the Stat Pearls page and the NIH information for those of you that are interested. And if you have any comments, questions, suggestions, or corrections, email podcast at rnzcuc.org.nz. I'd particularly be interested to hear from anyone who can defend Vegemite, or those of you that do not like Marmite, perhaps you could explain why. And we'll be back again next week with another podcast. I look forward to seeing you all then. But for now, thanks for listening.